of year when love is in the air? Or is it just the humidity? <laughs> as soon as the Christmas tree is put away, it's time to begin that painstakingly arduous task of finding and securing a valentine that does not feel like an outcast every 14th of February, like you're broken or something. What do you know? There are actually flowers and chocolates in the dining room. Wonder who they belong to. Let's check in to see what our friends in apartment 9 are up to, and just maybe who has a very generous admirer. Well, that's one way to gear up for the premier love day of the year, murder and mayhem. I don't have to tell you that they're watching. My bloody Valentine is a must-watch for me every Valentine's Day. And the OG is the only way to go. Agreed. But Jensen Eccles in the remake is pretty hot. I'd let him do me. He is. But you also say that about every Honda Accord you meet. I'm not in Titan. I'm not boning cars. <laughs> No, 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 no. He means Honda Accord guys. You know the kind. Moderately attractive, moderately fashionable, moderately fuel efficient, <laughs> reliable, and available. Yeah, basic. Nothing stands out about them, but they come nicely appointed. Who comes up with this shit? Bradley walks in and eyes all the flowers and chocolates in the dining room. Who died? <laughs> Nobody. Those are for me. Who the hell are you banging these days? Nah, it's not like that. Those are from Carmela, that girl I dumped when she got all huffy and puffy that I didn't support the application of cynical postmodern theories in our schools in the recent neighborhood council meeting. This girl has it bad for Cam. Even after he dumped her, she still wants the D. Poor girl. She clearly needs help. Why would she still be pining? It couldn't have been because the sex was good. <laughs> Despite her being my arch nemesis in those meetings, there is noticeable chemistry between us. Careful! Some chemistry projects have been known to explode. <laughs> I've actually met a guy on Tinder, and we've been exchanging messages for a few weeks now. Hey, be careful to avoid the catfishes and the bots. If they're a catfish, then I'll do what I always do and fry them up with a side of hush puppies. Quiet! Mrs. H might hear you mention catfish. Mmm. Catfish. I could totes go for some. Mrs. Halverson popped her head into the apartment. Did I just hear someone mention fried catfish? <laughs> no, 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 Miss H. We were just talking about catfishing online. Huh. Back in the old country, we didn't have to find our catfish online. We would just strip naked and go noodling in the river and catch them that way. <laughs> we can't do that where we live. And where's that? 2022. We live in 2022, Mrs. H. <laughs> Catfishing is when someone pretends to be someone they're not. They create a false identity, usually with a picture of someone much hotter than they are, and use that on social media or dating apps to pursue romance. Yeah, that's why I prefer meeting sexual conquest the old-fashioned way. And what's that, Dylan? By banging them over the head with a club and dragging them back to your lair? All I'm saying is that there are some real crazies out there. Hey now, that's how Cam and I met. And how's that going? <laughs> we'll know soon enough because I've invited him to the WRLT annual Valentine soiree, but I'm meeting him at Hit Me Again this evening. Anyone want to go? I didn't have any plans after my bloody Valentine, so I'm down. Same. 
I feel the bar is calling my name. Dylan? Well, it sounds fun, but I already told the retirement home that I would be volunteering this evening. <laughs> I'm helping with the Valentine's dance. It's been fun having Dylan help with activities. It's also nice having someone carry boxes of clothes to the Salvation Army next door. Is Mr. H revamping his wardrobe? <laughs> no. Actually, I take your clothes that are beginning to fit a little too snug. I think you ought to think of a different coping mechanism than stuffing your face with cheesecake. Anyway, Dylan, how's the volunteering been going? Pretty good. It's been a lot of fun, actually. The women pinched my ass and the old man regaled me of war stories. Did you guys want to come to the Valentine's dance at the home? Thanks for the invite, but Alice and Brad and I are going to be at the annual WRLT Valentine's Soiree. We actually have dates this year. Even you, Braddy? Sure do. And does this one blow up like the last one? <laughs> Later that night, Dylan arrives at the retirement home that our friends helped to renovate and freshen up back at Christmas time. The new paint, furniture, and other accoutrements give the home a much-needed facelift. And you know what? The residents all look much happier than they were. Well, most of the residents. Dylan, you're late! Totally missed my stop on the trolley. And who was it? Why do you always assume that it's because of a potential sexual conquest? It was something else? No, I just hate it when you assume. <laughs> Anyway, I've been pairing all the volunteers up with residents to help them ask out dates to the dance, but I only have one left. Oh, that's fine. I guess they get all of my attention. Who is it? A nurse storms into the rec room. I've had it with that infuriating, condescending, no-good, sadistic old man. I quit. The nurse throws their badge on the ground. You had a lousy bedside manner anyway! Fuck you, Fred! Our resident troublemaker, Fred, enters the rec room. A squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old man that looks like Carl Fredrickson from Pixar's Up. Good riddance! Can't find good help anymore these days. Fred walks over to where the two other residents are playing chess. Scram! I want to play chess! But we're still playing! Fred takes the pieces and finishes the game. Truly, you lost! Now beat it! The two residents leave the chess table. Uh, Dylan? That's your new buddy. Good luck finding him a date to the dance. Uh, I'll take no way in hell for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> Come on, Dylan. If anybody could help him find a date to the dance, it's the love guru, Dylan. Run away! Wheelchair! Run away, wheelchair! A wheelchair carrying a resident is uncontrollably rolling across the room and into the hallway. <laughs> As Mrs. Halverson runs after the wheelchair, Dylan walks over to Fred at the chess table. Hi there, Mr. Fred. I'm black, you're white, sit down! Well, good, because white always goes first. Fred turns the board 180 degrees. There, now I go first. You had better play better than that last guy, pretty boy. Who was the last guy? Fred directs Dylan's attention to a resident across the room with a broken arm in a cast and sling. <laughs> Several blocks away, Bradley, Cameron, and Allison arrive at Hit Me Again. And no sooner do our friends arrive than Bradley makes a beeline for at the bar. Allison turns to Cameron. I thought he had a date for the dance. I thought so too. Defeated, Bradley walks back over to Allison and Cameron. What about the guy you were already talking to? Oh, him? There's a problem. I lied. I have no date. But if Mrs. H knew that, she would have given me a hard time. Too bad a bottle of brandy can't dance, then you'd have a match made in heaven. 
around the room, Brad. What do you see? I see... I see a room that is in need of a gay interior designer. Well, besides that, your valentine could very well be amongst the sea of desperate millennials in their perpetual adolescent state. From across the room, Carmella, Cameron's art nemesis, walks up to our friends. Hey, Cam, did you like the flowers and chocolate? Carmilla, I told you that it just wouldn't work out. Besides, I'm I'm actually meeting a date here this evening. Is their name Montana? And do they work as a self-absorbed sushi server? Actually, yeah. And are they wearing a Legend of Zelda t-shirt? Also, yeah. And do they enjoy... Tabletop, you bitch! You catfished me. I love it when you get all flustered. <laughs> so you want to dance? Ugh, fine. Better than just standing around here. <laughs> Reluctantly, Cameron heads out to the down floor with Carmilla. Looks like it's just me and you, Brad. Let's go out there and tear up the dance floor. Perhaps the DJ can play something with a little octane in it. Out of the corner of her eye, Allison spots the guy she's been seeing. On second thought, mind if I dance with Robert? He just walked in. Uh, fine. I'll just go talk to the bartender. At least he's a good listener. As good a listener as you are a tipper. Allison and Bradley part ways, with Allison heading in Robert's direction, and Bradley walking over to the bar. I just hate Valentine's Day, so I'm gonna need something strong. Oh, nein. Next you schon wieder hier und beschwert sich über der Valentinstag, wie ihr Madame Dennis interessiert. You don't understand a thing I said, do you? The guy simply shrugs his shoulders and leaves the counter. Then a cute guy sits down next to Bradley. Sorry, I couldn't help but overhearing. Why do you hate Valentine's Day exactly? Valentine's is an evil conspiracy created by Hallmark, Florist, and Godiva. No, not Godiva. They do God's work. <laughs> I like your contrarian boldness. Uh, can I buy you a drink? You sure can. Hey, uh, bartender, uh, two cognacs on the rocks and make them a double. So, is this your go-to drink? Bradley and the guy engage in indistinguishable chatter for a few minutes. So, Brad, would you like to dance? Why, sure, I'd love that. Bradley and his guy join Cameron and Allison on the dance floor. Every week on Real Spoilers, what we do is we take that week's big release on the weeks that we guess right, and we spoil it for you. So if you saw a movie and you want to talk about it with your friends, but maybe maybe you don't have any friends, we can be your friends in podcast form. We'll talk about the movie in rich, vibrant detail, and it's kind of like a book club for movies. Yeah, we're so, just a bunch of movie nerds. Yeah, and you know? so it's just a long-form conversation about the movie, going through its plot, talking about what worked, and uh, a lot of times what didn't, and making fun of it when it doesn't work. And if you like the show, feel free to share it on uh, your Facebook social media, Twitter, verse, thing, stuff. So that's what we do on Real Spoilers. It's like a book club for movies, only with less Oprah. Later on that night, Bradley, Cameron, and Allison arrive back at apartment 9 from Hit Me Again. Dylan is sitting on the sofa, enjoying a beer and watching TV. How were things that hit me again? Terrific. I met someone. And I met up with Robert. I'm going to the WRLT Valentine's Dance with Carmela. Don't ask. <laughs> we can't all get what we want, but hey, at least none of us is without a date to the dance. 
How were things in the retirement home? Oh, I quit. Uh, what? Why? Hey, you kiddos. Who's up for a nightcap? Do you have our apartment bugged? We literally just got home. Well, this building is the sister to the Watergate Hotel. Or so Mr. H tells me. <laughs> well, Dylan, how are things going with Frank? Other than when we were reading Playboy together, it was mostly bad. <laughs> He's a ruthless chess player and quite literally hates everyone. <laughs> Even you, Mrs. H. <gasps> Did Rachel tell him that it was me that put Vaseline on the tip of his walker in hopes that it would open up the corner unit for Ida? Huh? No? I don't even know if he had a walker. He doesn't. Turns out it belonged to George. God rest his soul. <laughs> Hold up. You guys are reading Playboy together? There are some in-depth articles in there, you know. Oh, come on. Perhaps he was just having a bad day. He can't be all that repulsive. I don't know, Cammy. Frank was having one of his better days today. I bet his deviant behavior is a defense mechanism. A cry for help. Frank actually does want to be part of a community, but his crotchety attitude is his armor from getting hurt. Uh, do you use that one on your show this week? Guilty. <laughs> this reminds me of what happened to Spen Levin Hogan back in the old country. Just like clockwork. You see... Sven owned a prize-winning frozen yogurt cow named Hilda, and Hilda won blue ribbons every year at the county fair. Sven also had a girlfriend named Inga, who always won runner-up. Okay, we'll circle back to why he's putting his girlfriend into contests at the fair, but first, frozen yogurt? Why, sure! It's so cold in Minnesota that some cows produce frozen yogurt. <laughs> what a great story, Mrs. H. That helped a lot. But I'm not done yet! Anyway, one year spin. The next day, Dylan returns to the retirement home and goes to Mrs. H's office. Okay, so it's not really an office, more like a glorified cubicle with tacky, inspirational quotes she tries to pass off as artwork. Hey, Mrs. H, where's Frank? He's not in his room, and he's not playing chess. Oh, he's sulking out on the lanai. No one wants to play Wii Golf with him. Oh, that sucks. Well, speaking of which, how is our old Wii working out for you guys? Well, as long as they lube their joints up with cream the night before, they do just fine with it. <laughs> Dylan meanders out onto the lanai, where he finds Frank sitting there with an airsoft gun aiming at Florida pigeons, a.k.a. seagulls. So are you my personal poltergeist now, who's come to torment my soul for the last few minutes of my life? I'm just gonna ignore that. Uh, have you found a date for the Valentine's dance yet? Nope, and I'm not gonna, because it's a trumped-up holiday to make single people feel incomplete. There must be something about Valentine's Day that you like. I will be no party to perpetuating the myth that if you're not in love in the middle of February, that there's something wrong with you. Then why aren't you just cantankerous on February 14th? Go fuck yourself. Hey, don't knock it. That's fun, too. Of all the impertinence. You know, I don't know what that means, but I find it insulting. Just go away. I am sick and tired of your poor attitude. I'll have you know that I'm the only person in this whole place that's actually nice to you. And I've had about enough. Why are you so bitter? What is it? A traumatic childhood? I had a very good childhood. In fact, my parents are still together. Six feet under. <laughs> Well, you must be unhappy about something from your past. Okay, fine. There was this girl named Catherine Janeway, the love of my life. Her hair was hollow gold, her lips a sweet surprise. Her hands were never cold. She had Betty Davis eyes. That sounds so familiar. Anyway, 
Do you want to talk about her? Hell no. Just go away. You've caused me enough pain. Fine. Dylan gets up to leave, and Frank reaches out and grabs Dylan's arm and makes him sit back down. You twisted my arm. The Vietnam War tore us apart. Why? Was she an anti-war activist? No, I was. She was a captain in the Navy aboard the USS Voyager. Well, that subverted my expectations. Before the war broke out, we had plans to get married. But after the war started, we would have knockdown, drag-out ideological fights. Both stubborn in our own right. One day, while she was overseas, she sent me a Dear John letter. That's terrible! How could she forget your name is Frank? <laughs> she married the officer she left me for and relocated to Boston. But after her husband died, she moved back to Tampa. So, did you ever look her up? Why the hell would I do that? Anyway, that's all I'm saying. You know, you really shouldn't pry into someone else's business. Well, but I just... Maybe I'm just too stupid to take responsibility for the hurtful things I said. You leave me no choice. Have you ever been to small town Minnesota? Uh, no, it's too cold there. Good. Now I apologize ahead of time if I forget any details, because as it was told to me, I admittedly wasn't paying close attention. There was a farmer named Sven Lugenhagen, and he had a prize-winning frozen yogurt cow named Hilda. And Hilda won blue ribbons every year at the county fair. Sven also had a girlfriend named Inga, whom always won runner-up to Hilda. Don't ask. This town is wacko. What the hell kind of ridiculous story is this? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You ask at the very same time my roommates and I asked the same thing. <laughs> One day, Sven decided to breed Hilda. That's the cow, not the girlfriend. And he chose February because that's when cows are in the romantic mood. <laughs> so Sven took Hilda to a friend's farm where Hilda met his friend's bull, Bjorn. While Hilda and Bjorn were doing their thing, <laughs> Inga and Bjorn's owner, Ivan, were doing theirs. <laughs> are, are we near the end? Again, you ask at the very same time my roommates and I asked the same thing. When Sven found out, he banished Inga from his life forever. So what? Sven eventually grew tired of Hilda's company. And one day, he had a year's supply of steak in his freezer. <laughs> And he died the old country's loneliest man. Is that the end? I hope so. I, I don't get it. Oh, you will. Later on that night, Dylan is sitting in the kitchen working on his laptop when Allison walks in. What are you doing still up? I couldn't sleep. I'm trying to find that Catherine Janeway to see if she's still alive because I want to surprise Frank at the Valentine's dance. Why are you up? Because Cameron's headboard keeps banging against my wall, and I can hear Carmilla say, I am Paris, and you are a Nazi. Invade me with your warhead. Wow. <laughs> well, I'll have to unpack that later. Want to help me search? Sure. Let me grab my laptop. Allison grabs her laptop and sits across from Dylan. Between the three of us, we should be able to find her. The three of us? Yeah. Mrs. H is helping from her place. Outside of Frank, how's the rest of the party planning going? Got your music picked out? And don't be lame and play the Macarena. <laughs> I love that song. Mrs. Halverson pops her head into the kitchen. Do you ever knock? It's after midnight. I didn't want to disturb anyone. 
Besides, I didn't think anyone would hear me knocking over the racket coming from Cameron's room. Whomever he's hooking up with has some questionable and inappropriate analogies during sex. Oh, <laughs> we've heard. Any luck finding Catherine, Mrs. H? Actually, I think I have. That's great. How did you do it? Well, my second cousin Lars works at the DMV. Did I ever tell you about the time that me and cousin Lars... Uh... Stop right there, or else we will change the locks. Testy. Anywho, we know everything we need to know about Catherine. She married in 1972, moved to Boston, her husband died in 2012, and she moved back to Tampa. Also, she's totaled three cars. That's wonderful, Mrs. H. Thanks so much. How could I ever repay you? Do I smell bacon and waffles? No. Could I? <laughs> Have time for another podcast and enjoy listening to two idiots discussing films? Then look no further. We are Movie Drone Podcast, two mates sitting down to discuss new releases, nostalgic films, and anything and everything in between. He's Steve. And he's Mark. Together we answer listener questions and set each other homework, giving each other a film to watch that the other hasn't seen, in the hope of unearthing hidden gems. You can download us on iTunes, Podbean, as well as Google search us to find us on loads of different platforms. Or email moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. I think that's all. No chance, mate. Huh? You've forgotten everyone's favourite feature, Mark's movie impressions. Oh, I'd hope you've forgotten it too, to be honest. No chance of that, mate. You think you should do one? Hey, you. Come on, mate. Show them what you got. Hey, my boy. Hey, my boy. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> and if that hasn't put you off, give us a try. There's a small chance you won't regret it. It's the night of February 14th, and Bradley, Cameron, and Allison are at the WRLT-TV studios for the dance. Each of them looks to be positively elated with their respective dates. Well, except maybe for Cameron. He's tolerating Carmelo at most. Let's check in on Cam and see how things are going. You know, Cam, we may have some philosophical differences, but you can't deny our carnal chemistry. Well, we are certainly compatible in many ways, except for one that could lead to explosive arguments and maybe homicide. Why can't you just compromise on your polar opposite position to mine? Because your positions are rooted in counterintuitive arbitrary theories that ironically seek to divide and deconstruct rather than unite and build up. Great sex or not, I, I think I'm done here. You know, Cam, if you ever decide to move to the dark side, I'll be there waiting for you. That ended well. Wonder if Brad's doing any better in the love department. What do you know? He and his guy look like they're having a good time. What kind of dance move is that? Ouch! Bradley just hit him in the nose with his head, after whatever that move was. And now they're heading over to the bar. Bartender, could we get a rag with some ice in it? The bartender gives Bradley a rag, and he places it on his date's nose. Ugh, this rag smells like every Chili's you've ever been to. So, Brad, you always attack your guys on the first date? Only when they prefer aliens to alien. <laughs> Don't worry, I prefer the first one. I recently lost my husband, and he and I both loved alien. I'm so sorry. Please accept my condolences. Yeah, the divorce was finalized last week. Bradley hits him on the chest. What the fuck? I thought he died. I mean, it's like death. There is a grieving process, you know. I suppose that makes sense. Uh, well, what happened? 
I caught my ex cheating on me with this dude named Dylan who works in TV? Bradley's eyes widen. Let's stop by Allison to check up on her love connection. Robert, I am having the most marvelous time with you. Yeah, me too. You know, you seem so much nicer in person than you do on your show. Oh, well, do you have any favorite episodes? Actually, I do. The one you did today, it made me realize that I do love my wife, and I'm going to try to patch things up. Allison needs Robert in the balls and finds both Cameron and Bradley. Well, I see that your dates have ended about as well as mine. Yeah. Why don't we blow this popsicle stand and meet up with Dylan and Mrs. H over at the home? Dylan did say it has an open bar. Oh, let's go. At the retirement home, Mrs. Halverson is busy emceeing the Valentine dance, and all the couples are happily dancing to that timeless band, Heart. Okay, everyone, gather in a circle and we're gonna change it up a little. You put your right foot in, you put your right foot on. Suddenly, a resident falls and breaks a hip. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe not that. Uh, let's go with. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Time after time. Dylan walks into the rec room with Frank, who's all dressed up. Frank's got a girl. Oh, just shut the fuck up. You're just jealous that I don't need a walker to dance, you fuckers. Frank turns to Dylan. I can't believe you convinced me to come to this boring-ass dance, you fuck. Well, Uh, Frank, I have a surprise for you. Does it come with alcohol? You fuck. At that moment, Catherine enters the rec room, stealing all the attention from everyone. It's a scene right out of Ever After, when Drew Barrymore arrives at the ball, except Catherine isn't wearing wings. Frank? Frank looks up and sees the love of his life, and he walks over to Catherine. I I can't believe it's you. It's so good to see you. You you look just as beautiful as the last time I saw you. (laughs) Those must be your cataracts. (laughs) I like that you haven't lost your sense of humor, Kate. I've thought about you for decades, but... I was always too scared to pick up the phone to call you. I've thought about you for a long time too, Frank. Even when I was kissing my late husband, you know, I was really kissing you. I have so much that I want to say, I I just don't know where to begin. Catherine places her finger over Frank's mouth. Hush now. Would you like to dance? I'd love to. Then Frank turns to Dylan. I do know how to dance, right? Anyone can dance with the right music. Then Dylan yells to Mrs. Halverson from across the room. Hit it, Mrs. H! Frank and Catherine walk out onto the dance floor just a few steps away from Dylan, and Mrs. Halverson walks over. At the same time, Bradley, Cameron, and Allison arrive at the retirement home, and they walk over to Dylan and Mrs. Halverson. Hey guys, how's it going? Looks like Frank and Catherine are really heading it off. I'm glad that at least someone gets to experience a little Valentine's Day magic. Yeah, I'm glad I gave him that little blue pill. And it turns out he has a heart after all. By the way, how'd you do it, Dylan? Frank and Catherine dance walk over to our friends. Dylan, before I forget, thanks for that story from the old country. It really helped me. I don't want to wind up like Sven. (laughs) Then Frank and Catherine head back out onto the dance floor, and Mrs. Halverson has the biggest smile on her face. I was desperate. Hey guys, maybe Valentine's Day didn't turn out like we thought it would for us, but... 
let's get out there and dance. Even if it is to the Macarena. When in Rome. Hey, Dylan, I learned something very interesting this evening. Today's episode, Matchmaker, Matchmaker, was written and directed by R.L. Terry. Voicing our cast, Sean Perrette as Bradley, Jeff Feitner as Cameron, Cassandra Dodge as Allison, Josh Williams as Dylan, Lena Castro as Mrs. Halverson, and Paul Hawkins as the narrator. Additional voices provided by the main cast. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. Our producer is Danielle Meskel. Connect with us on social media and support the show by visiting our Patreon or Coffee pages. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for dropping in. See you next time in Apartment 9.